0: Hi. But there's something you can do about it. And we hope you'll join us in D.C. on May 14th to explore the possible pathways out of the current situation. Go to Slate.com slash Amicus Live for tickets.
1: When I asked Eric Latch how he ended up marching across the Brooklyn Bridge the other day, shoulder to shoulder with city workers, protesting the mayor's COVID vaccine mandate. He said it all started with this flyer.
2: Let me see if I can pull it up for us, and, and I can just read from it.
1: Eric writes for The New Yorker. A firefighter had forwarded him this note, which was an invitation, really.
2: Um, it said, NYC workers' anti-mandate march for choice... Uh, Monday, October 25th, 1130 a.m. Wear your job t-shirt, make signs, bring your families. There are tens of thousands of us. This is our last
1: stand. Dramatic.
2: Yeah, it was sort of unclear at the time. You know, I was talking to this firefighter and it was like, is anybody going to go to this?
3: In our health lead today, massive crowds of protesters shutting down the fabled Brooklyn Bridge today. They are enraged over New York City's Friday deadline for city workers to get vaccinated or risk losing their jobs. The
1: answer to this question turned out to be yes. We We will not comply! We
4: will not comply! We will not comply! We will not comply!
1: Thousands of New York municipal workers showed up and gave speeches and waved placards. When Eric joined them, he says, It wasn't exactly what he expected.
2: It wasn't just a kind of, like, uh, right-wing political rally. Like, I've been to Trump rallies. Like, this was not that. It was colleagues kind of standing around... Everybody kind of saying hi to each other, hugging each other, high-fiving each other. Like, there was some guys smoking cigars.
4: You want to be vaccinated? Be my guest. I don't care. Just don't tell me what I have to do. Mayor de Blasio
2: said... I don't know. I probably had a conversation with, like, 50 people, and, like, five or six of them said they were vaccinated, you know? And that they were just there to support their colleagues' right to choose.
1: The whole time, Eric kept asking himself, how is this going to end? It's funny, looking at some video of these protests, I saw this one sign that stood out to me. It didn't say much. It just said, I am very angry. And to me, (laughs) I saw that and I was like, that's the whole thing. (laughs) We're all very angry by this point in the pandemic. And I wondered if that was what was going on.
2: I think that's a big part of it. These are people who were deemed essential workers who, you know, went into work through the pandemic, you know, sanitation workers were on the backs of garbage trucks, like in March and April and May 2020, when nobody knew if COVID was, you know, transmitted by surfaces, you know, and they're handling everybody's garbage. I talked to to one EMS worker who was there. She had brought her daughter. She was vaccinated, but she was just, you know, she was just pissed. I mean, she was just like, you know, we... We worked through the pandemic, we, you know, they told us just to reuse our masks, you know, at the beginning when there wasn't enough PPE to go around. And, you know, we got shunted this way and shunted that way. And and, and, and then now we're sort of being forced to do something. It wasn't even, she's not even being forced to do anything. She's already vaccinated, but she was just, you know, chant the, the, the frustration that her peers were, you know, expressing, I mean, was totally resonating with her. She was mad. She was like, just just tired.
1: Today on the show, The debate over who can dodge a vaccine and who can't is heating up. What happened with these workers in New York reveals how the fight could end. I'm Mary Harris. You're listening to What Next. Stick around. This episode is brought to you by Discover. The latest vaccine mandate in New York City applies to all kinds of people — EMTs, firefighters, sanitation workers, cops. The mayor announced it just a few weeks ago on Morning Joe.
3: It's a mandate now for all city agencies, all city workers. It's time for everyone to get vaccinated.
1: And the mayor gave these city employees just nine days to get their shots.
3: But we also need to reassure all New Yorkers that if you're working with a public employee, they're vaccinated, everyone's going to be safe.
2: Basically, they just announced it. I mean, you know, it's like uh, the mayor... The mayor... uh, uh, I think it was a Wednesday, and um, Mayor de Blasio made a couple TV appearances and put out a press release and said, uh, you know, this was October 20th was the day it was announced, and it was like, come October 29th at 5 p.m., which was a Friday, you know, if, if, if you don't have a dose, you're going to go on unpaid leave. The leave would start that the following Monday, that's uh, November 1st. And the, the mandate did come with kind of like, and I wrote this in, in my article, I mean, it had a sort of a carrot and stick component where, where it was like, you know, the, the, the stick was that you go on unpaid leave if you don't get a shot. The carrot was that you would get $500 if you did get the shot on time. And uh, I, you know, a lot of a lot of the city workers seem to just dismiss this five hundred. I mean, it was like the at least the ones at the march, the, the most vocally. I'm sure there was plenty of city workers who were grateful for the five hundred dollars, no, no, no question, you know. But the ones who were most vocally against the vaccine almost wanted to treat that five hundred dollars with suspicion. They were almost like, huh. why are we being bribed uh, to get this vaccine? You know, what kind of vaccine requires a bribe? in order to, like, go get it. So they they just wanted to, you know, they just...
1: It just shows how, like, the suspicion, once you have it, like, nothing is off-limits to question.
2: Totally. I mean, it's like, that you know, any grounds to dismiss this that they could find, they did.
1: This latest rule came down after months of back and forth over the vaccine. Back in the summer, the city had given workers a gentler mandate. They could get shots or show up for weekly COVID tests.
2: The idea with that policy was that, like, the weekly tests were going to be so annoying that, like, people would eventually just give in and get the shot. Is that how it worked? Well, uh, I think in certain departments, you know, particularly the ones that sort of turned out big for the for the March last week, fire department, sanitation department, and to a certain extent, the New York Police Department, those numbers proved more stubborn than you might have expected when, when that policy got put into place because those, those departments were in the 60s and percentage-wise in terms of vaccination
1: in fact, by the end of the summer, an average city resident was more likely to be vaccinated than a city worker. So the mayor and the governor began to crack down. They started with teachers and healthcare workers.
2: In September, City Hall had announced that the teachers and uh, the healthcare workers, you know, were going to have to be vaccinated, and this all coincided with the FDA sort of switching over the vaccine approval from emergency use authorization to just regular authorization.
1: Yeah, I remember this because I have kids in school and it was like a few weeks before school started, I think, like really up to the wire. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, everyone's going to be vaccinated. And it was like, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, it was totally, you know, you're totally right. I mean, it was it was in the swirl of the back to school. You know, it was in the swirl of like, how are we going to make school safe? How are we going to get everybody back to school? Like how what's this year going to look like? and sort of in 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 that mix is is sort of when the this mandate comes out
1: and the mandate gets rid of the weekly testing option it just says you have to be vaccinated you
2: have to be vaccinated and there was an outcry from those workers and there was lawsuits that were filed in response to that mandate those lawsuits just didn't didn't work out in the courts uh, in, in the workers favor and uh eventually basically what the city government did is they they worked out a deal with the union representing those workers that said that there was a slight carve out that was for medical and religious exemption. You could apply uh, for for those specific exemptions and you wouldn't have to get the shot while while those exemptions were being reviewed.
1: So the bulk of people were buying time. And then in the end, a few of those workers would actually get
3: an exemption.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, but those departments ended up at at over 95% vaccinated.
3: Uh, You know, that's where they are today. Like so much of human life, people respond to deadlines. Uh, at the last minute, they're getting vaccinated.
1: When the mayor noticed his vaccine mandate for teachers and healthcare workers seemed to be working, he decided on expanding it as quickly as possible to everyone else. That's how Eric Latch ended up in a sea of firefighters and cops and sanitation workers on the Brooklyn Bridge.
2: The Police Benevolent Association, you know, the, which is the largest union that represents NYPD officers. You know, has been a vocal, vocal presence in New York City politics for a long time. You know, it's it's just like no surprise to see them fight for City Hall. They hate this mayor. It, it's, it was more of a surprise, I think, to see the firefighters union and the sanitation workers, and you know, and 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 parks department workers and NYCHA, the the public housing agency, uh, has one of the worst vaccination rates in the city. I mean, their 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 union is not like. Front and center in the news or whatever, but like th- this involved city workers that haven't been part of or played very vocal roles in some of the political fights of the last you know few years in the city. And so, to that extent, it it, it was surprising to see sort of how how sort of widespread this was, given that once the teachers and the health workers sort of had to put their mandate in place, like this didn't ex- this wasn't exactly a surprise that this was coming.
1: I wonder how you think about the politics of this nine-day warning that the mayor gave. And I ask because I look at it now, and I think giving such a short timeline, it certainly led people to really burn hot in terms of their emotions. But they also seemed to burn fast. We had a big protest. We had a lot of worry. And then it was here.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think, like, no matter what, uh, there was going to be a vocal contingent of people who didn't want to do this. There was going to be some people who just refused to get the shot. And then there was going to be, uh, you know, regardless of the timeline she put on it. You know there was going to be ugliness. You know, I mean, it's like there was going to be you know the kind of like expression of political rage that like threatens violence. You know, that essentially you know they, you had you had some firefighters that that went in uniform to the office of a state senator in in, in the city here and, and sort of demanded to know sort of what you know what was going on and sort of expressed their frustration and those those workers were you know, were, were reprimanded by the—
1: They told his workers that have blood on their hands if the mandate went forward.
2: Right. I think, like, basically, like, that seems like it would have been expressed no matter what, if it was a three-month deadline or a nine-day deadline or a two-day deadline. I think, like you say, I mean, I, that, that there, there was some sort of contingent of city workers that would, that would feel that way and that would respond
3: in this way.
1: When we come back, what about the workers that are still resisting the shot—
4: Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank. Members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
1: As of right now, who are the main holdouts when it comes to getting vaccinated?
2: Basically, FDNY, the firefighters. FDNY includes firefighters and EMS workers, and the EMS workers. Are close to ninety percent vaccinated at this point. The firefighters are still under eighty percent, and so they're they're sort of a notable holdout.
1: Why firefighters?
2: Yeah, it's a it's a good question. I mean, I, I think that the firefighters have a really strong kind of like job identity, and, and and you know the other thing that we haven't really quite touched on yet is just that. A lot of firefighters who I talk to and who have talked to other press outlets and online and stuff, you know, they say like a lot of us already had COVID, you know, we mm. had COVID and we have antibodies and therefore we shouldn't be forced to get the vaccine because we already have the antibodies.
1: So they believe in a previously acquired immunity.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so like that, and that argument really seems to have taken hold in the, in the fire department.
1: And we should say, even though... The evidence shows that that immunity is not as strong as vaccine immunity. You
2: know, and and, and the, the public health recommendations to get vaccinated anyway. They sort of dismiss that. That that's a that's a real argument that's taken hold, and that's part of the reason um, it, it seems like the, the the firefighter numbers are lower than other agencies.
1: I think of firefighters as risk takers. Like, they run into a burning building. <laughs> so and it's sort of funny to me.
2: And risk assessors. Yeah. You know, I think that they're in it, like, just talking to just talking to some, especially the older firefighters, you know, and this kind of, you know, still the legacy of 9-11 and the special class that first responders were put in after 9-11. Some of them will say, you know, like, we were told that working down on the pile after 9-11 was safe. And then a lot of us got sick. And, like, there's been a multi decade fight with Congress for proper funding for people who got sick, you know, or firefighters in EMS who worked on on and after 9-11 down, downtown in New York City. And, you know, and, and so still like this kind of like institutional memory and kind of residual sort of feeling of like, this is a particular kind of job and we are a particular kind of city worker.
1: And we've taken one for the team.
2: Yeah. You know, and I, I think so, some of that is definitely, you know, it's like, it's, it's, just, a, it's just a mix of all of the stuff.
1: There were other ways that New Yorkers were feeling this resistance from municipal employees who just weren't comfortable with the shot. Like my trash wasn't picked up for a day or two, right. and I know that 311 complaints quadrupled, I think. Yeah. And union heads were warning like, "Oh, we're not going to have enough people to send to fires or we're not going to have enough people to respond to medical calls."
2: Yeah, obviously that was, you know, that, that was one of the big questions going into the deadline was, is this going to affect the functioning of city government? Even if it's a fraction of the total city worker population that holds out.
1: Was the government worried about that?
2: You know, Mayor de Blasio seemed pretty sanguine about it all week. And, you know, was just saying Friday's the deadline. You know, you got to get, the city workers have to get their shots by then. And, you know, after that, we move on.
3: Look, I'd like everyone... Uh, who's not yet vaccinated, get vaccinated uh, by the end of Friday. Uh, if they don't, they're going off payroll. Uh, I don't want that savings, but that does create a savings. And if we have to give more overtime and make other adjustments, there obviously will be resources to account for that.
2: And, you know, there have been some uh, sort of anecdotal reports of, you know, like, yeah, trash piling up on, on city sidewalks. And, you know, and then, and then um, yesterday, Monday, there was there's Many, many firefighters called in sick, but so far there hasn't been signs that this is really gonna really mess with the the functioning of the city government in some visible or, or troubling way sort of in the in even in the even in the short term here although you know although although it's sort of still still playing out
1: so where do we stand now? I think the latest I saw was. Nine thousand workers were on leave, but then twelve thousand workers have applied for a religious exemption. Is that right?
2: Yeah. So, so like, there's like about twenty thousand unvaccinated city workers, and yeah, about half have applied for some kind of exemption. And those cases will be evaluated and then sort of resolved one way or the other. And yet to be seen if this is a kind of a holdout that is relatively temporary, and a lot of those people come back or if they just hold out indefinitely. I mean, some people, uh, again, anecdotal, but there are, you know, there's a Facebook page for firefighters that I have been reading where they've been posting tributes to people who retire, you know, people who already had their 20 years, uh, in some cases, much longer than that, 30 years, 40 years, and they just opted to retire instead of getting vaccinated.
1: There were reports that the police Benevolent Association held an event where people could donate to people who would rather take early retirement than get vaccinated.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's sort of, we still don't know how many people that, there's definitely those people exist. We still don't know how many people those are. And, and you know, over the next week or two, I think it's, it's going to be a, a lot more clear if, if we're talking about a couple hundred versus a couple thousand.
1: As of last Thursday, 91% of all city employees had been vaccinated. That means that after lagging behind the rest of the city for months, municipal workers are now more likely to be vaccinated than everyone else. So I asked Eric, "Does that mean the vaccine mandate is working?"
2: I mean, I, I think that's the outcome that City Hall was looking for. I mean, they just wanted everybody vaccinated. So
1: I, I. So this is a success story.
2: I mean, I, I, I think you know, obviously the people who are holding out don't feel that way. But overall, I mean, I think this is a. City policy that was put into place in relatively short order got the results that they they were looking for.
1: When you called back some of the sources who you'd met at that march, once the mandate was in effect, I'm wondering what they sounded like and what you thought the next few weeks would look like for them.
2: I don't think anybody who I talked to, who then I kept in touch with, is holding out. You know, I heard from a bunch of people that by the end of the week, even though at the beginning of the week they sounded on the fence, like by the end of the week said, "No, I'm going ahead to get it." Um, and on Friday morning at fire department headquarters, like people were, you know, were sort of lined up waiting for their vaccine. You know, this was hours before the deadline, and sort of, and so I went down there and I was just kind of trying to catch people on their way out, and I talked to one firefighter uh, who was, you know, who was like, I didn't think I would ever, I didn't think I would get it. I didn't want to get it, but you know, he said to me, I have I have a car, I have a mortgage, I have a family, like I can't afford to not get it. So I just did it. I mean, he was like, you know, he was, he was sad. I mean, he was sad. and he said, he said to me, uh, you know, he was like, you know, you kind of, you want to stand with your, you know, with your fellows, with your colleagues. But like at, at the end, sometimes he said, unfortunately you have to look out for yourself.
1: Eric Latch, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Eric Latch is a staff writer for The New Yorker. And that is our show. What Next is produced by Carmel Del Shad, Elena Schwartz, Daniel Hewitt, Mary Wilson, and Davis Land. We are led by Allison Benedict and Alicia Montgomery. And I'm Mary Harris. Go track me down on Twitter. I'm at Mary's desk. Tell me what you thought about the show. All right. Thanks for listening. Talk to you tomorrow.